Hi guys and welcome back to another special episode of the Starry Vision podcast. In part two of our interview with Michael Kress, we discussed where our passion for the Elrond blockchain originates from. Both Wolfgang Rückal, CEO of the Starry Vision and Michael have been with Elrond since day one. And although their journey has been different in terms of how they are related to the network, they are still continuously impressed with the team's performance. Listen in and find out what they think makes Elrond so special. It's so crazy. Um, we've we've thought of hackathons. We've we've thought of building educational platforms, like really talking to universities to to offer lessons, really to to youngsters, like starting at school already, telling them about how financial systems work, what opportunities we have now with the blockchain in the decentralized system, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, it's about resources. Yeah. And I can only echo Lucian. He's always telling me, build like you have unlimited resources. And now we're actually uh, growing even faster than Elrond, I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> there are about 100 employees now. Yeah. Elrond, and his goal was actually to have one new employee per week, 52 in a year. Wow. And, uh, we've we've started this Tari Vision um, in 2021 with Chris and me. And uh, the first two employees started a year ago. So we were four in spring 2021. And now we're more than 20. And in the next three weeks, we have another six uh, uh, team members joining. I think until... Yeah, until summer, middle of the year, we will be more than 30 people. We have the team for Entity now, together with the guys from Titan. We have a second team with front-end, back-end developers, project managers, UX designers, all that stuff. So many things are there, but still, the day just has 24 hours. And I'm always telling yeah. uh, our guys here at the Starry Vision, you just have a part-time job, 12 hours a day. What are we discussing here? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> do you like? Have you had any challenges getting um, engineering resources to do that, or have you like how have you gone about solving that? Well, um, we've tried many different ways. We were talking to headhunters. We were uh, talking to people that are active in other projects. But um, at the end of the day, um, we were successful just by leveraging our network. Yeah. So the first guys we've hired, especially the developers, they brought their friends. They they understood what happens here in the Elrond ecosystem and what we are trying to accomplish with Istari Vision and also with Entity. And they bring more and more people inside the team. And yeah, it's once once they are here, it's we, we are always talking about about benefits. There is there is one thing I'm I'm telling every employee during the job interview when we're done with all the contract stuff and and what they're going to do at the Story Vision or at Entity. The last thing I'm I'm telling them is until we talk next time, you gotta prepare a wish list. 
I want to know exactly what you need to be happy at the story vision. You got to tell me, be it money, be it vacations, spare time, any special hardware, any equipment, whatever you need. I mean, we're, we're talking about so many benefits that we can offer. We're paying. We're paying them. They are not earning less as they had before. Plus, on top, I think they have a dedicated team. They can get to the next level by learning a lot of new stuff. And we are opening doors for them. It's We are putting them inside the team, opening doors, providing them a network, showing them not only how Elrond works, but how building an ecosystem works, how creating value works. And of course, you know, I feel the same way when I found Elrond. It's, you know, it's hard to sum up in any amount of words because it just plays on a synergistic level of aspects that deeply touch, I think, what humanity um, aspires to be at our deepest profound levels and you know how can you not wake up every day and be excited even though you know the risks are high and the you know the challenges are high and there's a lot of hurdles it's like it is so worth it to keep pushing for it because not pushing for it you know will always leave you wondering um what could be how did you um discover elron wolfgang so with uh, with Chris, I was working with him at the same company more than 10 years ago. And we both left the company and he was working at another IT company. Um, I was working at another security company, uh, surveillance and all that stuff. That was my business in the past. And um, in his new IT company, he was colleague with uh, Lucian. He was living here in Germany and they were both working at the same company. So <clears throat> one evening we met for a drink. And uh, so what are you talking about? Yeah. What, what are you doing? <laughs> and then it all started with the crypto talk, the typical crypto talk five years ago, 2017. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> So many opportunities. Bitcoin, Such a Bitcoin was what in 2017? <laughs> yeah. It was a crazy time, definitely. But back then, nobody thought of Elrond. Yeah, it was the Ethereum time. It was the ICO time. Uh, lots of projects, lots of ideas, very, very high risks and exit scams and whatsoever. It was crazy. So we've, we've seen the the problems there and back then uh the let's say the the core team of Elrond that did not exist back then they have created ICO market data and ICO market data was a research platform so we have used our spare time next to the job and we were researching all these projects back then status sentiment matrix civic just to mention a few and we were rating those projects and uh, publishing the data building a community sharing the information and of course 
also investing in the gem, the gem projects back then. And I think that's that's how uh, Elrond finally started because with also Benny on board, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that was really, really cool. So how how are you feeling about everything and where everything is at currently? And I guess where it's going to you, you know, with your experience in the 2017, like what are your feelings around? Um, do you feel excited? Are you uh, like curious or I guess nervous about some of the landmines that you've seen people walk into in the past or you know what is your feelings yeah of course i mean there are there are many of those landmines out there <laughs> but um for us um as as i said several times it's it's about education and uh how we've built elrond and it, it it all started as i said at ico market data we've built a community we've shared our, our knowledge and then we have created Elrond and we have built the community and we have again shared the knowledge and we've made it even bigger in all the different countries. There are so many communities, Spanish speaking, Russian, Chinese, all over the world. We have communities and in all these different countries, we have partners and all these partners are now becoming builders. Hmm. There are new projects and there are projects from other chains. There are projects that didn't even touch the crypto space yet, and we are onboarding them, such as Holoride. And there are way more in the future. The, the exciting thing, I believe, is that how to manage to get enough resources. That's, that's super exciting because it's we, we see so many opportunities and we are trying to prioritize these opportunities and trying to make the best out of it. But at the end of the day, it's, as you said before, about creating value for the community, making their life easier. And that's how we can hopefully drive mass adoption. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think there's... I think there's a lot of um, innovative things that we can do on the education front, um, especially for developers and developer resources. And I think if we tackle it in the same way that Elrond tackled, you know, the friction points for getting onboarded with crypto, I think, you know, there's going to be an ongoing challenge of engineering resource. I think, for a long time. And so the best way around that is to um, basically teach the future, you know, and grow it, you know, those that are interested. And of course, engineering has its own steep learning curve. And, you know, Rust is got its own um, learning curve and then smart contract development and then front end development. But all those are like easily solvable. And if we can reduce the friction and the pain points as low as possible while also encouraging people to share in that value of the educational content they create. I think we can really create a unique community 
and an ongoing one where people will want to create educational resources, not just to post on YouTube and whatnot, but, you know, like even possibly uh, tipping those educational content and making it seamless through Meyer and, you know, different aspects there. Because, you know, the more we can create the future and less be reliant on the constraints that we currently have, I think it'll blaze our own path versus just, you know, being a victim to the constraints. Because it is, I mean, you see engineering resources in just traditional software is a challenge now. And if you now add in blockchain and Web 3.0 and then still managing these old software, like there's always going to be one. And our biggest goal is to make sure people understand it's not just a good idea to build on Elrond because it's a highly scalable architecture, but it's because it has the values and the ethos that will generate a long-term ecosystem and community that will support the project. So, so many things to come. It, it's really, as, as you said, uh, getting up in the morning and, and not being excited. It's I, I can't remember a day. Every day. Every day. Every day. So did you guys, um, have you been able to... Uh, mimic some of the processes that the Elrond team has for their development into what you guys are doing? Have you found that helpful or is it less? Yes. It's, um, we're trying to, to build at, for entity and also the teams at the story, we're trying to build squads and, um, uh, the entity team is, is, complete yet and uh, the good thing of course is also we have uh, support from from elrond um there is always somebody that answers a question sometimes it's a matter of missing documentation or something it's um not that easy especially with uh, uh people that are completely new to the space i mean yeah. we, we we've not only hired blockchain experts yeah it's uh a standard developer, let's say, yeah, a standard developer. Um, but I can tell you, I've, I've heard a story from from Lucian. He's hired a guy, and and everybody's is put in a challenge uh, to get onboarded. <clears throat> and one of these guys, he he learned Rust within a week from scratch. He had he never worked with Rust before, and he he had really tough challenge i think uh what did you say he they've created um there was a smart contract and a, a built-in bug and his challenge was to exploit it and he had no clue of rust before and he did it within a week wow that's great it's it's awesome what these guys are doing yeah, that's, that is really incredible. I mean, you know, getting more people like that. And it's it's a unique scenario when you got the passion and the excitement of what you can build. And uh, you have to have a reason to, you know, because Rust in itself is just, you know, another language. And, and yet, you know, it, it does have its own challenges, but it's amazing that he was able to get up to speed that fast. And you know, it sounds like the team is very cohesive and that is, you know, I've seen a lot of talented engineers and 
you know, being talented is one thing, but having a, a group of cohesive, talented engineers is a whole different game. The whole thing works so smoothly and compared to like eight months ago, it's it's insane to see the user adoption. And I think 2022 is going to be, yeah, another big upset with, with I think, Utrust. If, you, if there was just Utrust and Twispay, that would be enough to make the network explode but oh, we've yeah. got so much more to come um yeah i think we've all made the right decision to, to stick with that around. oh yeah for sure and that's the thing is in following it to me i just tried to observe like certain ingredients that are necessary and I, you know it's not that i didn't look at ethereum i just for me it was like well it's more of an MVP. It's a cool project. You tinker with it. You you know you see some use cases, but I'm not going to spend a bunch of my time because it literally has negative feedback loop. You know, if I build a product that a lot of people use, well, a lot of people aren't going to be using it really soon because you know the gas fees jump up as adoption improves, and so you don't want a negative feedback loop, and you know that's obviously. It's you're not going to get there very easily. And the type of people that do participate, if there's so much technical hurdle, is very different. And I think Elrond is bringing in people to the crypto space that have never been or never would be, not because they don't like Ethereum or any other blockchain. It's just that just like anybody else didn't want to type in the IP address to go to a website when the internet was first around, they... You know, type in the hero address. And so these synergistic pieces that we're getting to is just going to light a level of growth that I feel like very few, and I'm sure we're all not even prepared for um, on some levels because it can grow in so many different ways. And of course, you trust who is pay are the most obvious, but I, you know, I think there's still opportunity for you think about fans and celebrities and how people, you know, work with social media. I mean, one really big influencer building high quality, you know, arts or just memberships as NFTs and unique experiences, I mean, brings them in and just, you know, increases the value for everybody. And yeah, I mean, even when I was mentioning the Neobank, I mean, that's just one area, but it's like, New Bank has 48 million customers. And, you know, if you go back to 2016, I think it had 1.3 million customers. So it's like interesting. You have about like 1.4 million Elrond wallets. I think that the exponential growth because of all the pieces in the foundation will be the fastest that we, you know, anybody has seen because they have really thought about the barriers and they poured all their energy into building that foundation. And you have the right foundation, you know, everything else just seems like the wind is at your back. And that's, you know, I think that's why we're all here and why we're observing and, you know, excited. And yeah, I think um, the Elrond Ethereum bridge will also bring a lot. I think that they're probably doing a lot of testing and a lot of... Yeah, a little bit involved here already. (laughs) Yeah. No matter if it's an investor, if it's a new team member, community, the people who join catch fire and they see the work ethics, they see the motivation, they see the opportunities. And that for me gives me a huge joy 
every day. And that's so exciting of, yeah, our day job is, we don't make, need vacation. Make, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's so cool. I, I think based on all that you're saying, all that I observe, I mean, <laughs> the only thing Elrod is going to be challenged with is, you know, they're just going to have too much of a demand problem. And because, you know, like it is, it's not just that, you know, it is better. It is leaps and bounds better to run a project on there. And so it's like, but to get to that point, it just takes so much effort. Like, you know, I just look at PayPal. It's like, well, PayPal can't just build a public utility overnight. You know, I mean, it took years and like relentless pieces. And by the time they could ever assemble something, you know, could they do it from that right, you know, ethos and psychology? And the answer is no, like they couldn't. I mean, they could try, but in just the same way as like Apple, you know, like could Apple launch its own public blockchain or Google? It's like, yeah, but it's like, they're going to have to offer all the same value benefits that Elrond is and do it as well if not better than Elrond. And the answer is like, could they? Sure. And that's the thing. It's like the market is so large. It doesn't even matter if there's multiple blockchains. There's so much room. There is insane amount of room that if that blockchain executes and provides all the ingredients and pieces, they're going to thrive. And there'll be demand will be just a challenge. And yeah, it's like you said, it's exciting to see all these projects. It's you know, almost like a global Silicon Valley, um, if you use that term, because all engineers coming together. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the software companies have been hijacked by greedy finance people and closed walls and like exclusive pieces. And, you know, this just changes that value share where the values in the people, the users and the builders and the communities and it's it's going to become like the basis. It's it's not even just a competitive advantage. It's like essential for you to to have a thriving piece of software in the you know decade to come. And you you know you have to you have to have everybody have access to it. Otherwise, you know, it's just more walled gardens, and you just have a bunch of geeks in there, and you want as many diversity of minds on your uh, blockchain because that's what's yeah. going to make you thrive. Yeah, fully agree. But um, my my dream, my vision, think about one huge meta chain. Thinking about a final stage of like the end level of interoperability. Mm-hmm connecting all these different ecosystems that are already existing out there, giving them the opportunities to connect to each other. Yeah. Because there is no big difference at the end of the day. I mean, if, if people are able to learn Rust within a week, a Solidity, yeah. a Solidity dev should be able to, to switch to Elrond within a very short period of time as well. Yeah. The question is, what are the arguments to convince them to do so because developers are the resources we need. Yeah. So definitely. Because yeah, and it, demand is huge. Yeah. And it, 
<laughs> the thing is, though, like, I hear that argument of like, oh, solidity. But here's the reality is like E2.0 is building a sharded architecture, right? Everyone wants to talk about that, but nobody wants to talk about all the technical debt and they have had to postpone. You can't utilize a sharded architecture with a virtual machine without deeply upgrading that virtual machine, the EVM, the Ethereum virtual machine. And so it's not even a question of, developers hey do you want to build on um do you want to build with rust it's like do you want to build for the future that's going to be actually useful or do you want to build on an os that's not going to be relevant it's like blackberry you know are you going to build for blackberry or are you going to build for apple and yeah apple is open source and apple is for the community and so it'll become very clear and apparent that the technical debt, because once E2.0 just gets to the sharded architecture, they won't have the tools to then have a virtual machine um, because Solidity and the EVM won't be upgraded. Then you have to wait till that's upgraded and yeah. then you have to prove that out. And it's like, I, you know, I'm a fan. I want them to do well and I want them to succeed and they can, but, you know, objectively looking, the technical debt is just insane. I know Benny and the team's this and that's why they created Elrond and wanted to really push it forward but I don't think we'll have to convince engineers once it becomes very clear but you know right now it's like we're in that really tough spot where a lot of the hoop and hype and holla you know of like people talking is really dated because they're just missing the substance and objectively looking at it. And I think it just comes down to like, we haven't really had such a early industry tied to um, people all having a financial stake in it. And so tribalism is very blinding. It's in all of us humans, but it's keeping people, you know, the, the knowledge gap, like there's really good engineers, but they have very little idea of economics. Or there's really good engineers and they have very little idea of UI, UX and user experience. And so you have this knowledge gap is so large that you can get these blinders that people are focused on the wrong things. And I think even Benny and the team has been surprised as to why so many people are still talking about it. And I think it's just, that's the state of where we are. I mean, at one point, you know, everybody was talking about on the iPhone, the latest fart app, you know, it was just like, that was the state of applications. And a lot of the applications on web three or whatever you want to call it are proof of concept, minimal viable products. They're not really that useful yet, but as we transition into much more mature software, much more use cases, it'll be some come so clear and apparent, oh, this is how you build incredible value and you get access to all my users can. Like if I'm an engineer, I want to build where everybody can use it, you know? And if they yeah. have to type in an RPC and, you know, loop through a million loopholes just to get a wallet and you're not going to get everybody to be able to use your product. You know, you know, the example with the emails, right? Oh, the what? With the emails. Everybody's yeah. using email programs, writing emails on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 99% of them do not understand the SMTP protocol. Yeah. So where are we with the Elrond blockchain? Do we have to understand how it works as a user? No. Right. It just has to work. 
Yeah. And it does work. And it is scalable. Yeah. It's like one of those things that you can tell everybody about something and how great it is. But if you can have somebody experience something and they just get it, that's when you know you have something special. Thanks again for listening, guys. And if you enjoyed this interview as much as we did, please get in touch with us and let us know what you think. Also, stay tuned as we have more interviews coming up. Take care and happy staking. Yours truly, Luis. Bye-bye.